Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, uh, we are at Lancaster County Timber Frame uh, with Josh Coleman and Michael Annenberg. Am I close? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so tell me, um, tell me about your backgrounds. Uh, Mike here. I went to uh, Williamson Trade School uh, for education and um, really fell in love with carpentry and building things and kind of the you had two paths to go when you graduate, either to do finished work or to do framing and structural mm -hmm. work. And uh, timber framing was kind of the perfect marrying of the two. Right. You know, you get the structural aspects of the of the building, mm -hmm. and it's all exposed, so you get the finished work yeah. as you well. Still get pretty. Yeah. So um, after graduating, we found a timber frame shop and just started timber framing, and have been doing that ever since then. Oh, very, very good. Mm -hmm. yeah, go so, um, my name is Josh Coleman. I, I went to school at Mathai College for mechanical mm -hmm. engineering. And when I graduated college, I, I was like three options. You know, there's concrete, steel, or wood. So um, really, I had done carpentry as a, as a boy with mm -hmm. my dad and thought that was the direction I wanted to go. And then I had a friend who was into timber framing up in Maine. So I kind of got the bug from him. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much right out of college, I started working here and yeah. started in the shop for a few years, but then ended up in the design office. So. I think that's interesting. We, we were chatting before we started recording about a project that we had worked on together and, and somebody that we had had worked for our company at the time. And one of the things that Flynn had said to me when after you know he left our company to move to Colorado was that one of the reasons that they kept him on the architectural firm that he was working on during the Great Recession mm. was because he actually understood how to build things that he was designing, and it, right. it helped. So I, I, I'm sure you have that that helped then too yeah. what, with with having worked in the shop. You have an understanding. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we actually uh, sort of encourage all of our designers to, to go and uh, put some things together. I think I think that that's I think that's really a, a good um, a good way to 
to yeah understand the consequences of your choices because there's sometimes that we look at friends and we're like there's no way that's going to work and then you have to kind of work through how how it could work Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. so so what drew you into um timber framing traditional building um i really like the the simplicity of it Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna you're gonna build a joint that has to stay together everything you have is is right there in your timbers right it's not like you have to go out and get this Simpson product with these kind of screws, and it just gets very complicated right. with all the regulations that are that are out there right now. So instead, you just will just make one mortise here, we'll put a tin on that side, and you know the peg holds it together. Yeah, yeah. Very. The, the way it's been for thousands of years. Right. <laughs> it's simple. It's elegant. It looks nice. Yeah. You know, it just it just it's like you're just in a lab. Yeah, and I would just say that on top of that, since it's national exposed but almost celebrated in the, in the mm. context that like what, what we're shooting for is this sort of higher level of craftsmanship that that um that people appreciate and understand the value so yeah. it's neat to, that your work is exposed and everybody you know, can see it buried yeah. inside the walls yeah yeah that's that's very true and most framing is 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 is, is hidden you don't right. ever see yeah. it so that that's very true so tell me about lancaster county timber frames um your types of projects, you know, all the all the things that you can tell me about it. Sure. Well, we started uh, primarily residential and, and very much more traditional mortise and frame mm-hmm. joinery. Um, and then over the years, we've sort of branched out in different directions. So we got into a lot of commercial work. You mentioned the recession. That was like yeah. our saving grace. We had enough commercial work that aired us through that that yeah. time. Yeah, and, that we we found the same thing where we we had to pivot kind of to work on on public projects like sure. universities or, yeah. or for the government. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that opened up some opportunities for us and as we as we grew. And then that kind of led to some covered bridge work with mm-hmm. PennDOT and Lancaster County. That's um been a lot of fun because it's it's a really great blend of of the traditional mortise and tenon joinery we use mm-hmm. every day. But um kind of like that bigger scale exciting project and then the historic rehabilitation right, restoration right. aspect of it. It's like just a great blend of all those mm-hmm. things we're interested in. Well, um, when you're doing the bridge work, I actually just saw a Facebook post yesterday where they were discussing a bridge that had gotten knocked off of its piers. And um, I don't know, if, I don't think it was, I don't, it was, um, I don't, I don't know if you were involved with that, but do you have to then make sure that like this, the connections and things are, are to, to like modern code when you, when you go back to do that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of engineering firms that mm-hmm. get involved and make yeah. sure. It's funny. So the one bridge, the first one we did, literally was not anchored down at all. And it, when the floodwaters came up, it just floated away. Floated it up. Oh, um, so they, they do that a little yeah. differently now. So they yeah. anchor down. <laughs> and <lose> right. <laughs> You're not getting up wondering where the bridge went. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Um because I know we have to deal with, um, and I'm sure you do too, but like the existing building code and then and then changing if when you're changing the usage of a building, then you have to meet the modern code. So I'm yeah. sure you have to you have to deal with a lot of that with your your just dealing with timbers and even like existing timbers right. and probably yeah. yeah yeah especially when when we're using reusing for rehabilitating barn structures, mm-hmm. um, you know the 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 historically undersized compared to modern code right. requirements and different use. So, it just raster sizes and beam sizes can be troublesome. Uh, we've done a lot in the way of sort of designing 
reinforcement that goes up inside the hidden ceiling above the beams to oh, that's basically keep yeah. the original look mm -hmm. yeah. um, support it in, in a sneaky way yeah. <laughs> yes so um what types of project or what um what uh, geographic areas do you serve most, or do you, do you most of our markets uh the northeast okay. i would say primarily pa maryland and new jersey but we have gone some far-flung places uh to New Mexico and down to Florida. Oh my goodness, timber and, framing in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a neat opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, quite a while ago. Yeah. We were thankful for that. Oh, yes. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that would be a, um, I could see that in the mountains. I was imagining like in the desert, like uh, yeah. <laughs> a timber frame on an adobe house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you do you still do you do a combination of residential and commercial work now? Yeah, and um so do you have uh, notable projects that you'd like to share? Well I will just brag on Mike. He, he okay. worked at the, the Cloverfields um what is it called? Clover Cloverfields Preservation Foundation. This is a, a plantation that they're restoring down in uh, eastern shore of Maryland. Okay. So they're going like full um, restoration to a specific date in mm -hmm. 1740 oh, yeah. something. And uh, so Mike was down there and, and reproduced the sort of original joinery that that they they suspect happened in the original build. There was a, uh, an old kitchen that had been demolished, you know, 100 years right. ago, and they're rebuilding it the way it was. And um, that was a really neat uh, experience to be involved in that. Um, I mentioned the cover bridges. We do yes. lots in Lancaster County and Chester County. Uh, we, we did some work on the Gettysburg Visitor Center. Oh, yes. Um, which is just a lot of people get to see it. So it's kind of fun. Was Is that when th that they just redid? Not yeah, just a couple visitor, years was, ago. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think maybe in 2000. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I was there since then because I was I was I had never been impressed with the cyclorama before then, right. and now that they've re like done it, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, what, one other one that was a lot of fun. We we did the uh, lock gates for the CNL Canal <gasps> down on the Potomac yeah. River. So we pulled out the old gates and recreated them from scratch, and then installed them and they're operational now so it's really neat to be part of that and were they um how did they operate were they wooden like locks yeah or? so the okay. way that works is masonry walls but then the the, the actual gates that hold the water mm -hmm. back are, are timber okay and then they have valves and then that open them let the water levels change in the oh locks. very cool so yeah um it's just a fun experience too because these huge gates are gigantic and then you can but there's a long lever arm and you can just kind of push it mm -hmm. and if they're balanced right it's really actually pretty easy to move that's kind uh, of a gratifying yeah. experience yeah to be time. able to move these giant oh yes yeah Projects like this that people have seen as beautiful and and useful, and then they want to recreate them. Yes, yes. So yeah. 
it's nice to think that some work that we do would someday be seen as valuable and then somebody want to right recreate it, it. Yeah. yeah 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 I, I i agree with you d have you ever found like joinery that like was completely unusual or that you hadn't seen before or does that happen mm -hmm. often yeah there's always a bit of forensics when you're like taking something <laughs> apart yes. like what did they do here and why did they do mean? it yeah um so we're always sort of trying to understand the purpose and many times there's like a little shoulder or a bearing surface that was concealed but it turned out like it was really smart to put that there in the way it supported the structure right and um, um, you know we hadn't even realized it was in there more surprising is the mistakes that we see. <laughs> that they just patch and put over, and yeah. you never notice until you're looking at it. Like, Why is that holding? And then it's just a yeah. mistake that they filled in. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they weren't perfect either. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what challenges or trends do you see in uh, judicial building? Well, I, I do think. Oh, like, did you? Oh, oh, sorry. I, I, I do think like the green building and mm -hmm. all the lead education yeah. has been good for for our business, just um, promoting uh, sustainable materials such mm -hmm. as timber. Yeah. Um, has been really interesting, and they're doing some pushing the limits really with a lot of the glue lamb and laminated yeah. stuff. We've got into that a little bit, but even just um, you know solid form timber yeah. for traditional. Uh, we see is, a lot of reclaimed timbers being reused in a more really ultra modern setting mm, too. So like there's that, this yeah. juxtaposition of materials, yeah. and it just it's kind of fun to be part of those yeah. kind of projects. That sounds interesting. I, when you're doing like glue lamps and those kind of things, do you does that hurt? Like when you then have to cut in for the joinery, do you not cut into those? Um, there's yeah, there's definitely different rules that yeah. apply to those, but okay. yeah, we work with our structural engineers to make sure what so, we're doing. Yeah, you might have to do metal connections. Or, yeah, so, yeah, we we have gotten yeah. into a good bit of steel and bolted yeah. connections for that kind of uh, product. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I I often try to point out from a preservation standpoint. Um, that there is like a, a huge intersect between green building and preservation that I don't think either like group really like tries to talk to the other one about. Sure, but right, you know, right. if, if, it, if you already have an existing building, reusing it is much greener than tearing it down and building a new one. Right. Yeah, and right. yeah, and, and that, that under, understanding that, I think sometimes people they just want a green building and if it, you know, so I think that that's definitely, I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that that's something that people need to kind of expand what their idea of green is. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Because I, 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 my argument is that I don't, you know, I don't think a product's green if it breaks and you have to throw it away. <laughs> you know, if it can't be repaired, right. it's right. not really green. Yeah. 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 So I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about the fact that we use some timber down there now that it's already fifty years ago. Oh yeah. And it's still solid, you know, just um, yeah. it's really great. And that happen. lumber, we, we don't have lumber that's equal to that now. Right. Yeah. I mean really. Um, we can we have some good lumber, but it's not it's not equal to the old growth. Right. So um, is there anything that you wanted to share that maybe I forgot to ask you about before we kind of get into wrapping up? 
Okay. Are you usually quiet? on uh, one project with you and I I was impressed with your efficiency. I, don't, I know that you probably like are always looking for ways to become more efficient, but sure. you, I mean, the timber frame got assembled here, got brought out to the job site and it was up in two or three days. Right. I, that yeah. just amazed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So did you have um, any offers for our listeners? I didn't know if you have any seminars or anything that you're doing. With, with everything that's going on, there's not much happening. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. We, okay. we, do, we do have a book that we put okay, together. Sure. It's called Heavy Timber Structures, and it highlights the use of uh, timber material in mostly commercial projects. Uh, but the, the authors are Tony Vea and Tim Diener. They both work mm -hmm. here. Uh, Tony's one of the founding members. and um, So, yeah, we're really proud of that. It's got some really neat projects. Okay, very good. I will um, make sure that there's a link to that. Is it is it on your website or is it on Amazon? Uh, you or? can go to Amazon. Okay, yeah. I'll make sure that there's a link to that on our website. Wonderful. And um, how can our listeners contact you? I would say the best way is our website, okay. which is, um, you can just Google Lancaster County Timber Frames or um, the website is lancotf.com, which is L-A-N-C-O-T-F as in timber frame. Dot com. Okay. 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 Is, uh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.